Blog Talk Radio. July 4th, everyone. This is Susan Wingate, and I'm with Dialogue Between the Lines. I'm very excited today. We have an extremely fabulous guest today. Matthew Arkin will be on the show in just a few minutes. I want to tell you that we have Jeffrey Blount on next week on Thursday. He wrote Hating Heidi Foster. It's an incredible story, and I hope you um, check in with us next week as well. Today, like I said, our guest is Matthew Arkin. He has an incredible story to tell you. He is an actor. He's an author. He's an all-around fabulous guy. He has an incredible campaign going right now for his latest novel that I am getting a sneak peek at, which I'm happy to say, called In the Country of the Blind. And you can find Matthew Arkin at www.com. MatthewArkin.com. You can also find him on IMDb, that is Internet Movie Database, on Facebook, on Twitter, and um, and his Kickstarter campaign. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, for me, I wanted to tell you some great news I got from a, a, one of the leading um, literary, well, journals in the trade. Uh, for its genre, um, and this is for Hotter Than Hell in my latest release. Um, it's a thriller, uh, women's women's sleuth, and it's the second book in the Bobby's Diner series. It got a fabulous review, and I'm so excited to talk about that. Um, and uh, of course, people that are following me on Facebook and Twitter already have heard about that. And you can find me also at www.susanwingate.com. And unfortunately, my lovely wonderful co-host Joshua Graham has some um, family holiday um, duty, and I want to say duty lightly because it's not duty when it's family, but um, he can't make it to the show today, unfortunately. And we are missing you terribly, Joshua Graham. I hope you're having a fun time with your family. And um, his website is joshuagram.com, but you can find all of our updates on uh, Facebook and Twitter and we have a Facebook page and a Twitter page for Dialogue Between the Lines, as well as a website at dialoguebtl.com. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Matthew Arkin. You are on the air. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for being with me. I appreciate you taking this time. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, I can great. hear you very well. So I you're on the air, Matthew. I had, I had to call back because I got cut off. Oh, that's I, okay. So I wasn't sure if I was in the queue or not. You are in the queue right now, and we're on the air, and I'm so glad that you're here. Um, uh, and thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to be with us for this. Um, and on a holiday, no less. That is a true pro. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a great opportunity. You're welcome. So you have written a novel, and it's a thriller and a mystery, and it is fabulous. And for those of people that are listening today, 
um, and want to check out a little bit about this novel, which is a fabulous read. It, he, uh, Matthew Arkin has posted five sample chapters on his website, which is, again, MatthewArkin.com. Um, those are great chapters that you posted. I was fully involved in the characters by the end of the first chapter. Um, tell us a little bit about your story. Well, my mother, who's also an author, always told me, write what you know. Uh, and uh, so I, I took that approach. I've been a huge fan of the suspense thriller genre since I was about nine years old. Uh, really cut my teeth on people like um, John D. McDonald and the Travis McGee series, the, uh, all of the Robert B. Parkers, the Sue Graftons, the John Sanfords. Um, I tend to go to the smaller town. Uh, I don't mean small town because New York City certainly isn't a small town, even though it can have that feel. But the the character-driven rather than, oh, this is, a, this is a killer and a plot that involves world domination um, right. or some mastermind criminal. I'm more interested in the uh, uh, slightly more realistic uh, character-driven uh, suspense dramas. So um, I took the approach, uh, I, I was emulating those guys, uh, Lawrence Block, another hero of mine, and I looked towards my own life for the character. I was, uh, I was an actor when I was younger, but then I was really the only academic in my family, and I went to college and then went to law school and then practiced law for five years and became disillusioned with it and returned to my first love, which was my acting career. So I decided, what if, what if uh, I base this character on me, but unlike me, Zach, my character, doesn't have, uh, doesn't have a passion to return to. So when he becomes disillusioned with the practice of law, he's just lost. And he quits, and everybody in his life, his parents, his fiance, everybody thinks he's crazy. So he ends up kind of alone and... and uh, and without a purpose in life. And on a date, uh, the beginning of the book is a, a, a first date with a young lady, and they get back to her place from the date, and her roommate has been murdered. And initially, just to show off for her, he, he sort of starts running interference with the cops. But then he becomes curious about um, how this guy's life came to such a pass, and in solving that murder, finds a new a new goal and purpose in life. Well, I'll tell you, the way you've uh, intermingled them and how he is, you know, they're two pretty opposite characters, the the female and the male, um, the male protagonist is with the female character. And um, I just wanted to say how uh, I just finished um, The Maltese Falcon, reading The Maltese Falcon, and I couldn't help but think how you have done such a masterly job with making the woman possibly uh, someone uh, that is not working in his best interest, but it, he's helping nonetheless. It's really compelling writing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you devised those two characters? Well, um, she's, he's, he's me, for better or worse. Uh, and mm -hmm. she is um, 
reminiscent of uh in my earlier days uh a lot of the the attractions that I felt for somebody who might on the surface be be fascinating and beautiful but then eventually there there isn't any there there uh mm-hmm. there is later in the book an, another female character who comes in uh, a cop who who initially is not as attractive but but becomes because she has substance uh much much more important in Zach's life uh and she'll yeah. also continue on in the in other in the other books cuz I'm working on well, on the it, second and see that's a fabulous way that um Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler they've all had these uh female characters that were possibly um, detrimental to the health of the of the male protagonist, and then um, always this substantial, staid, lovely other woman that might ha- come up as the as the uh, as a positive in the protagonist's life. It's really compelling reading. I have to say, I was just totally involved. So thank you for letting me read those first five chapters, and um, and it's just wonderful. And anybody that's out there right now that wants to just get a peek at Matthew Arkins in the country of the blind, uh, go to his website, and he has uh, all of the links to his book, to his sample chapters, and also to this Kickstarter campaign. Do you want to talk about your Kickstarter campaign with us today? Sure. Uh, I decided uh, after after pursuing some avenues uh, through through an agent and through regular publishers, um, uh, that process can take so long. And then a, a very dear friend of mine, my best buddy from college, who's in publishing, said to me, "You know, the way pub- the publishing industry is working now, everybody's running scared." It's it's hard to get picked up. It, he he thinks it's almost harder than ever to get picked up now because nobody knows what this new paradigm is going to be, and they're they're more and more looking for a sure bet. He said even if you get picked up by a publisher these days, unless you're one of the very few books that they get behind, you're left doing all of your marketing, all of your publicity yourself hoping that you can generate enough numbers for them to suddenly say, "Hey, maybe we should uh maybe we should get behind this book." So he suggested looking into self-publishing because he said, "Then you do all that work, you're reaping greater benefits, and then you can bring that to the attention of a publisher, particularly if you're working on the second book in the series as I am and you've really set it up as a series, then I'm in a better position to say, "Hey, look what I did with the first book. Look at the marketing and the publicity engine that I've already built. So you know you're right. getting an author who stands behind his work and is ready to do all, put all of this effort into that. Then he thinks my chances of getting picked up are greater and my chances of negotiating a better advance are greater. So uh, I know it's, it's, uh, it's waters that a lot of people have been sailing uh, but I really believe in this book, and the response I'm getting from a lot of people, both outside of the publishing industry and inside it, people uh, such as yourself, who, whose work I really really respect, are saying, hey, th- this is a book worth investing in. So I'm doing it. And the well, campaign's going a- great. I'm, I'm, I'm just halfway through, and I'm much 
I'm more than halfway to my goal. So. Yeah, you're at $10,000 today, and you're going to a goal of 17000 I mean, people are reading your work. They're buying into it. You've got great rewards. Now, I don't know about anybody else out there, but uh, Kickstarter works on a reward system where if you pay in, say, a dollar to the Kickstarter campaign, you'll get maybe an ebook or something like that. Um, uh, and you can go again to Matthew Arkin's Kickstarter campaign for In the Country of the Blind. And, um, and so, you know, and if you pay $1,000, You'll have many more benefits plus everything else in between, which is a fabulous opportunity for you. Um, it's exciting, and you've got the rewards. You've got the read. You've got you know um, possible visits with Matthew Arkin, the author of In the Country of the Blind. And um, it's just a wonderful opportunity. Can you tell us about some of your rewards and how you came up with those rewards for your Kickstarter campaign? Sure. Uh, the the most basic uh, level that that most people are kicking in at is twenty five dollars, and and for that people get a signed first edition of the book. They get a signed laminated cover art bookmark, and shipping included. So when when the book actually comes out, it would probably cost sixteen seventeen dollars plus shipping through Amazon. So mm-hmm. you're not paying that much more to get a copy of the book. Plus you're getting bragging rights that. I helped make this happen. Uh, right. Then there are other levels higher than that where the reward, there's a, a coffee mug, a T-shirt, uh, I'll visit your book club in person at certain levels. If you're within a certain driving distance, I think I said six hours of Los Angeles, I'll drive right. Um, right. at certain levels. Or I'll visit by Skype or Google Hangout, uh, come to your book club. Uh, for $1,000, you get a character named after you in the next book or a name That's that awesome. you and I both agree on. If you And a couple of people have actually uh, gone in for that. Um, That's wonderful. That so, is wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's a so lot what of happens, fun. And what happens if you get, like, five people kicking in $1,000? You're going to have to name so many people <laughs> characters well, after real life. Well, people have kicked in $1,000. Uh, so far, uh, on the yeah. campaign, it only shows that two people have kicked, uh, that one person has kicked in a thousand, or two uh-huh. people, because two of them uh, didn't want somebody named after them, so they just oh. they chose no reward. Um, uh, Very so, cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, so so far, I don't think I'll be. I don't think that'll be a problem. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'll have too I many people. Yeah, you're not as an author. You're not going to care if people. Sure, I'll name somebody after you. That's right. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful, and it's great. I mean, you you've only got 14 days left, correct? Right. And you you're days already and, uh, you're two thirds of the way there. Yeah, I'm ahead of the curve, so I I don't think I'm going to have a. I hope I'm not going to have a problem making. And a lot of these campaigns on Kickstarter go over. Uh, and if this goes over, a- any of that money that goes over what I've already budgeted will just go towards increasing my marketing. You know, when I when I looked at it this morning, I thought, boy, I might go over. I started researching electronic press kits and things like that, and stronger ways to get the uh, to get the book out there once it's published. Absolutely. So, okay, so uh, we talked a little bit before the show, and I asked you a question. I had had a couple of people um, 
uh, I was very excited about having you on the show. And again, I want to say thank you for for being here. You're you're one of my favorite actors, actually, and authors now, which is wonderful. Oh, thank um, you. I've seen you on Law and Order countless times because I watch the reruns countless times. My husband will attest to that. If if I turn on the show, I go to Law and Order, the the original SVU and Criminal Intent, and you've been on all of those. So you're just one of my, you know, being involved with Law and Order, you know, an author, you've got everything going for you in my mind. And oh, so I was you. telling a few a few author friends of mine um, what you were doing, which is a, a wonderful idea. And um, they said, why didn't he go uh, the regular route, the route of, you know, getting an agent and finding a publisher and that whole thing. And I know you touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but um, is that something that you would like to talk about? Is it? Is it a sure? Uh, I had an agent for a while, and we we ended up having a parting of the ways because um, the, you, you've read enough of the book to know the flavor of it. And when this agent took me on, she she told me very clearly, I want to take you on because of these qualities in the book. And I went with her because I had some options at the time, and I, I went with her because what she was telling me she loved about the book were the things that were closest to my heart about it. She mm-hmm. also had very strong feelings about rewrites that were needed, and I got all her notes, and I followed them. They were they were great notes. They required a lot of changes to the book. They required so it wasn't a question of me not being willing to make any changes. I made a lot of changes. I eliminated one character that I felt very strongly about but got rid of him. Um and she then was thrilled with the rewrite. She was thrilled with my proposal for the next uh book in the series. Mm-hmm. She started submitting the novel. It got a few rejections and because my mother's a, an author as well, I know that you can get 30, 40 rejections before you get published. We didn't get anywhere. New, we had six or seven, I think. Yeah, that's and then just, somebody, that's a the major beginning. house, was really interested. There was an imprint that was really interested. But they wanted it to, to go in a completely different direction. And she said, mm-hmm. great, we'll do it. And I said, whoa, hold on. This is yeah. the opposite direction from everything you told me you loved about the book. Right. Um, and her attitude was, if you don't want to make the sale, so we, I decided to part ways. Then I've been uh, pursuing, well, a lot of other things sort of got in the way. There was a, a divorce, uh, and then you know the process of submitting to agents and waiting for them to get back to you, I started feeling like my life was passing me by. Yeah. And then my friend who's in publishing set brought up this thing of self-publishing as a way. I'm looking at the self-publishing as a way, an entree, hopefully back into the traditional model. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not unusual, and that was brilliant wisdom from your friend. Um, that's where I make most of my money is through ebooks, actually, through Barnes & Noble. You're going specifically through Amazon and possibly through Lightning Source. Um, there's, if, again, if you go to Kickstarter and look up Matthew Arkin, um, it's in the, country, in, in the Country of the Blind, a novel of suspense, um, 
you can just you know do a query for Matthew Arkin and find out exactly what this book is about. It talks about the story, the series because he does have the uh, second book underway right now. The rewards, of course, which we already talked about. Um, it has uh, tons of rewards, by the way, and really fun rewards. It talks about the plan and where you're going from, you know, when when this money does come in, how you're going to handle the money. So that's always great information for anybody that's investing in any kind of a business venture and uh, this Kickstarter campaign is exactly a business venture so that's wonderful and then the risks and challenges and then any other questions that you might have but it's very um, and the the mock-up of the cover art is just fabulous I love that um, you know my that friend goes Bruce, specifically. Uh, my college buddy Bruce who's in publishing he put that together for me that's wonderful and it's so great because it's the it's it goes right to the story so I love that the noose and the the neck and the um, person hanging from that that noose. It was uh, when I looked at it. You know, you look at a cover and you go, "Oh, that's a great." You know, it's a compelling cover. But then when you read the story, you go, "Oh man, that's a fabulous cover." So um, <laughs> yeah, he kudos. did a really good job. He just threw Plus it together, your... and I'm thinking that's going to be pretty with very few modifications. That's going to be the cover I go with. I think. It's a wonderful cover. It's a wonderful cover. I think it it really brings the eye right to what's happening, you know, the murder. And um on your um on your website, it talks about of course the uh Kickstarter campaign and then within the Kickstarter campaign is your video. So if you go to um Matthew Arkins in the Country of the of the Blind, I'm going through your website. That's why I'm kind of um uh, stalling and starting and stopping, um, <laughs> you can get to your video, which is just hysterical. <laughs> well, the funny that story video. behind that, I kept coming up, you know, they say on Kickstarter you should have a good video for your campaign, a promo. And I kept coming up with these very serious ideas, you know, me, I wrote a script, and me sitting in a chair, a comfortable chair, talking to the camera. And there's also a friend of mine who's a reporter for, uh, for um uh, public television, and she said, I'll do a sort of a mock interview with you. And everything I was doing was really stiff. Um, uh-huh. You know, I'm an actor, but I hate, to, and I love talking to groups of people, but I hate talking to the lens of a camera if yeah. I'm not in, you know, it just, and um, I was getting more and more frustrated. And then I was at a friend's house one day, and they were out, and I was waiting for them to get back, and I was sitting in their living room, and I suddenly thought, you know what, I'm just going to shoot this myself with my iPhone in their closet as if I'm hiding oh. from the killer in the next book. And I got I into their realize. closet for about 10 minutes. I shot it in about 10 minutes. I sent the pieces. There were, there were a bunch of takes. I sent them all off to my younger brother, and he put that together for me. He's a he's a oh, actor and a his... filmmaker, and he edited it and put in all the effects and the titles, and it was a riot. Oh, that is just hysterical, and it is a riot. It is a riot. Now that you explain what happened, I didn't. I looked above your head and saw like a purse and hangers and things <laughs> like that, and I thought, what the heck? Where is this? Is this his house? You know, you you have all of these questions, but that explains it perfectly. That's so funny. That is so funny. I love that video. I thought this is a great video. And then the way he 
spliced it together is brilliant. So it was all very well done. I love that. But anyway, it was yeah, he, so much he's fun really talented. My little my, my little brother. He's not my little brother anymore. My <laughs> younger brother. He's he's incredibly talented. Well, he is. That's a wonderful, wonderful video. So, um, th- so before we end, we've got about six more minutes. Um, and I've got to wrap up, so I'm going to take a couple minutes at the end to talk about a little bit of business. But before we end, is there anything else that you'd like to talk to us about today and talk to the listeners? Uh, you know, I'll just talk for one minute about something yeah. that I'm very passionate about. I, you know, I speak, uh, uh, I, I teach acting as as well as as perform as pr- perform as an actor. And I, I'm, I'm often speaking to groups of students or giving a graduation address or something like that. And, and a message that I try and get out there as often as possible, uh, usually it's to performers, but I think it's relevant for everybody, is the idea of following what your passion is and redefining for yourself what success is. Uh, and I think this applies in any walk of life. Uh, the way I talk about it with actors is that so many actors think success, is, I will be successful when I have a TV series or when I have a movie career. Um, and I encourage them to, you know, if you're going to be an actor and you're only going to be successful if you have a TV series, that's a pretty narrow window for success. So I encourage them to start thinking about success as making a a living from your passion, whether that's a television series or working in regional theater, and I think that applies to any career. Follow your passion, and you'll be happier living in a small house doing what you love to do than you will be right. living in a mansion doing something that you hate. Um, and, you know, that was certainly true for me when I quit practicing law to pursue what I love, and uh, I just think that's a really important thing for people to spend more time thinking about. It's an incredibly important thing for people to think about, and um, and you also, like you said, you teach classes and you're a coach, and you can find that also on your website under your tab. And, and again, the website is Matthew with two T's, Arkin, A-R-K-I-N dot com, and there's a, a tab for classes and coaching, and um, it's quite an extensive uh, few pages in, involved in that. But, um, again, please, if you haven't already, go to Kickstarter and look up Matthew Arkins in the Country of the Blind um, Kickstarter campaign. Tons of good information, tons of great rewards. And it would behoove you to uh, contribute to this wonderful campaign for Matthew Ark. And I just have to say thank you so much for being on the line. And I'm going to mute you for a couple of minutes. And um, if you'd like to hang on, great. But thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. It's such a pleasure talking to you today. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was Matthew Arkin www.matthewarkin.com and his Kickstarter campaign in the country of the blind. You can find Matthew Arkin on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find him on IMDb where you can learn about his um, many, many movie and film credits. 
and um, it was just a great opportunity for me to talk with Matthew. It gives me a lot of ideas. I'm sure it gives a lot of the authors out there that listen in and writers in general a, a great opportunity, ideas for their own Kickstarter campaign. But again, Matthew Arkin in the Country of the Blind, it's coming out soon. I mean, within a year probably this is going to be out. I think he has a, a published date of November, so please watch for that. Um, again, next week on Dialogue Between the Lines, we have on the show Jeffrey Blount, the author of Hating Heidi Foster, another re- very compelling read. And um, But I just want to say thank you to all of the listeners for coming in and visiting with us and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, being regulars and being so loyal. We really appreciate it. And that's our friendly gal who always breaks in and interrupts. And so just so you know, um, I'm on SusanWingate.com, Facebook and Twitter, as is JoshuaGram.com. So take care, and we'll be seeing you and hearing you next week with Jeffrey Blount. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.